We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the LakersNation.com podcast. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me over on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Yes, call it X. Find me over on threads and Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. We got a lot to talk about today. Some housekeeping to get into as well. Some exciting stuff coming up. Maybe talk a little bit of fantasy football here. A lot to get into today. Joining me for today's show, it is Sean Davis. Sean, how you doing? Doing all right, Trev. Excited to talk about some of the things that we got coming, the fantasy football draft and some other stuff. And uh, yeah, ready to talk some Lakers ball with you as always. Okay, so let's let's start off. I suppose let's start off with with Lakers basketball. Let's go. Let's go there because what we are going to do, you and I, is Thursday this coming Thursday, we're going to do a classic game watch party over on Playback Playback.tv/slash Lakers Nation, eight o'clock Pacific time. Come hang out with us. We're going to watch a classic game together. We're all going to hang out, and uh, it's going to be a good time. We'll talk some basketball. I put a poll up on the YouTube channel. So if you are a podcast listener, you can hop over to the YouTube side and vote in the poll to decide which game we all watch together. It's going to be a good time. The options are Lakers-Grizzlies game four from this year, from this year's playoffs. It was that overtime thriller game. Lakers-Suns game five from 2010, which was the Ron Artest buzzer beater game. Lakers-Nuggets game one from 2009, which was a Lakers comeback win where Kobe dropped 40. And Lakers versus Nuggets game two from 2020, which is, of course, the famous Anthony Davis buzzer beater. So if you go head over to the LakersNation.com YouTube channel, uh, you can check out the community section and vote in the poll there and help decide what game we watch and then come hang out with us. Again, 8 o'clock Pacific time uh, over on Playback, playback.tv slash LakersNation. We'll watch the game together. We'll talk hoops throughout the, the evening and have a good time. Sean, I'm, I'm really excited for this. I've been missing, like FIBA has scratched the, the basketball itch to a degree but I'm missing Lakers basketball. And I think this is going to help. Yeah. These are four all time classics, at least or definitely for the Lakers. Um, all of them obviously wins and all of them more like have really, really great moments from those games. Like you said, Oh nine, the Kobe 40 point game comeback, and just the duel of him and Melo going at it. Ron Artest hitting the buzzer beater game winner in game five in 2010 to avoid losing three straight, going back to Phoenix um, where Kobe just just shut the door shut. I mean, I think that's bad English, but shut the slam the door. This is the second straight <laughs> show where just like English has not been my friend. But um, slam the door shut on Phoenix in game six on the road. 80s game two, obviously. 
Um, and then the Memphis game, which is was a really, really fun experience. We had a thousand people in the playback stream that night. Uh, to experience that with you all live. So yeah. I don't know. We have, we were capped at a thousand. That was our ceiling. Yeah. That we had more people than that. There's people couldn't get it. By the way, we're not gonna have a cap next year. I confirmed that the other day. There we go. Yeah, so that that's fantastic. But I'm sorry, I cut you off there, Sean. No, I was done. I mean, it's just all great moments, and whichever one uh winds up winning, right now was uh 2009 by a landslide, but <laughs> whichever one winds it's... up winning it'll be fun it's getting closer i only i only put the poll up like as we're recording this like 10 minutes ago uh it's getting okay, closer it's closer 2009 Ooh. is in the lead right now but we got a ways to go we'll see what happens that uh who ultimately wins which game wins and we'll watch that game it'll be a good time really excited for this sean i i think if these um verbal slip-ups continue we're gonna have to get some we're gonna get shirts printed or something i'm gonna get uh what shut the door shut is gonna have door. to that that needs to be on a t-shirt and then uh car realtor was that car what it was? realtor car realtor there's another one there's a third one. <laughs> oh man car realtor and shut the door shut let me know in the comments guys which one's worse i feel like car realtor is worse jeez you were trying for car salesman the other day right yeah that's, car that's what you were going and you wound up at car realtor which is apparently <laughs> somebody who sells cars and homes um but, but that guy's really busy he's a really he's busy a, dude very busy very busy person sean is in in peak august form right now uh but this is not the only thing so again go vote in the poll over on the youtube channel and then of course come join us thursday night eight o'clock pacific time playback.tv slash lakers nation we're gonna hang out there watch the game together we'll talk basketball throughout the night the great thing about playback we can respond to you we see all your questions all your comments it's a good time as we discuss what's happening in the game, we'll also respond to all of the stuff that you guys are talking about too. So it's a lot of fun. Come join us there, 8 o'clock Pacific time over on Playback. Again, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation come up Thursday. All right, fantasy football. So, Sean, this is, on one hand, like it's nice to have a little bit of a break, you know, from, from the the 24-hour-a-day news cycle that is the NBA, particularly when... We are in season, particularly even when it's June, it's July. We're talking about the draft. We're talking free agency. It's nonstop. So this time of year, we get a little bit of a, a break. We all know things slow down in August, first few weeks of September. Things are a little bit slower. Um, but one of the things, and and I I, I miss the Lakers. Let, let's face it. I miss Lakers basketball. One of really? the things I do big time, mm. big time. That's why I'm so excited for Thursday. But one of the things that I do love, as much as I dread there being no Lakers on right now, one of the things I love about this time of year is fantasy football. Picks up, the NFL season comes back. I love it. I enjoy it. And every year we do a listener league for LakersNation.com podcast listeners. And one of the things that I, that I really like about that is that by doing it this time of year, we get the real ones. Let's face it. If you're listening to this to a Lakers podcast right now, we're two months away from training camp. You're a real one. So we want to give you an opportunity to come hang out with us and play some fantasy football. All you have to do is shoot me an email. Tell me why you should be in a league with us. We're going to make a 12-team listener league. It'll be myself. Sean's going to play. Maybe a few other LakersNation.com staff members. And the winner is going to get a prize. I think we're going to do a Lakers jersey for whoever wins this fantasy football league. 
And all you got to do again to throw your hat into the ring, shoot me an email, Trevor at mediumlargela.com and tell me why you should be in the league with us. It's always a lot of fun. I look forward to this every year. So we're going to do this draft early September and the deadline to submit your entry. It is Thursday night, 1159 PM Pacific time. That will be the deadline after that, after the stream, after the live stream. That's right. After that, no new entries will be taken and we'll announce who is going to be in the league. Uh, we'll probably do it on the live show on Friday. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get, you know, braggadocious, arrogant, cocky, whatever word you want to use. But, um, you know, you see this, this is very bad podcasting, but you see that Anthony Davis jersey right there hanging up on my wall. Yeah, um, it, is, it is the Black Mamba. Anthony Davis jersey, which is my favorite of all the Lakers jerseys, the Black Mamba edition. It is so nice. You know, it'd be so even even sweeter than that, hmm. Trevor. Sweeter like pound cake. I don't know. That's the first you know cake that came. Pound to my cake. Head. <laughs> it's not even sweet. He's sweet like honey. <laughs> sweet like sugar. Even goes sweet like I sweet like pound cake. He he landed on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anywho, <laughs> anywho, we're not gonna let myself get sidetracked from the point that when I do win the Lakers Nation Fantasy Football League, that LeBron James Mamba uh, Mamba Edition jersey still look really nice right next to the Anthony Davis one. Oh, you th you think you're gonna win? You realize that you're speaking to the reigning champ right now. You're the reigning champ because I wasn't there last year. We'll see. I didn't we'll see. Play last we'll see. Year. Sean, it's a little tough to win when your your draft strategy consists of drafting all Chargers players. That that's false. I've I've actually <laughs> never played with Justin Herbert as my quarterback. Like that's oh. a legitimate. I've never had Justin Herbert. And you know what I, I I'm thinking I've we should do too. Either. We should uh, we should stream the draft on the Lakers Nation YouTube. Let's channel. go. That would be fun. That would be a good that time. We can so stream fun. the draft, and that way everybody can ridicule each other's picks. It'd be a good time. For sure. Um, like... All right. So if you want to enter the Lakers Nation Listener League, shoot me an email. I've already got my inbox. Whew, it's going crazy already. I'll mention it on the last show, but I'll go through them all. I will go through them all. We'll pick the, the winners to join us in the Listener League. We'll announce them coming up on Friday. Deadline, 11.59 p.m. This coming Thursday. Shoot me an email, Trevor at Medium Large LA. Get creative. Tell me why you should be in the Listener League. Once again, Trevor at Medium Large la.com let's go fantasy football okay sean and we've spent make sure you include in the email go ahead no i was just gonna say make sure you include in the email why you deserve to lose to me so you know oh, why, why sean is why sean is gonna come in first place and he's going to going to win the league well we'll see how it all goes down um, in the LakersNation.com Listener League. Sean, we are 10 and a half minutes into the show. And we haven't gotten into our news topics yet. That, But that's a good, that tells us we've got a lot of great stuff going on between the Listener League, between the watch party, the classic game watch party. A lot of exciting stuff coming on, especially for mid-August here when we're starving for Lakers basketball. But uh, Sean, we need to start with this topic. Oh boy. <laughs> JaVale McGee! JaVale McGee! will be hitting free agency. Um, according to Mark Stein as well, this is a 
a continuation of a story that came out about a month ago uh, from Tim McMahon of ESPN. But Mark Stein confirming, who's very, Mark Stein, very in with the Dallas Mavericks, um, that JaVale McGee and the Mavs are going to be parting ways. Again, this is what Tim McMahon reported about a month ago. Mark Stein confirming that as of August 31st, which is the deadline for the Mavs to waive JaVale McGee and stretch his salary, that he will no longer be a Dallas Maverick. Now, there is the potential for the Mavs to put him into a trade. For example, if Portland and Miami suddenly see eye-to-eye on a Damian Lillard trade, if James right. Harden and the 76ers suddenly he see eye-to-eye, not likely, and the trade goes down there, the, the Mavs could come in as a third team, maybe a fourth team, and use JaVale McGee's salary. But if they don't do that, and I would say it's fairly unlikely, what they're going to do is they're going to waive JaVale McGee and stretch his salary. They can waive and stretch him for the next five seasons because it is double the number of years left on the contract plus one. JaVale has two years left on his contract with the Dallas Mavericks. He will hit free agency and he will be dead money on the Mavs books for the next five seasons. It's not a huge cap hit. We're talking a little over $2 million. Um, Sean, there's actually kind of a lot to get into with this. So first and foremost, just off the bat, what do you think about the Lakers perhaps reuniting with JaVale McGee? We know they need a big. Oh, man. Let me ask you a question first. Uh huh. Are you bringing in JaVale McGee to be in consideration for rotation minutes? Or are you bringing JaVale McGee in to be a locker room leader, locker room presence, and to be a good you know, team chemistry guy? That's a great question. I think it's a good starting point too, because I think that that JaVale McGee's ideal role is the latter, but what the Lakers need is the former. They need somebody who can, maybe not every night, but can play rotation minutes in a big man mix of Anthony Davis, Jackson Hayes, and whoever this mystery third player is going to be. Then my answer is no. And it's okay. a pretty like confident no. Um I know that it's possible that we might, you know, watch that 2020 Lakers team again mm -hmm. coming Thursday or tomorrow. Like you said, on playback, they're making a nice comeback in the poll at the time of recording. Um, but that doesn't mean we're still in 2020. And I understand attachment to that 2020 team. I really, really do. You win a championship. So, like, there's going to be attachment to the 2010 team, to the 2009 team. To the three P, Shaq and Kobe era. So the, like, it shows it's going to be attachment to every championship one as there should be, but that doesn't mean that the player is the same. And Javale McGee is not like one of the comments I've gotten recently is that oh maybe he had a bad year last year. It's not one of those oh I'm 27 I had a bad year I still have some time to figure it out I'm not in my black peak yet, et cetera, et cetera. This is I'm 36. 35 going on 36 mm -hmm. that legitimately had a bad year because I'm physically declining and what I'm supposedly good at. There's just better options out there. Like the number, the two things you'll hear the most about JaVale McGee and why he's a big fit and why he mm -hmm. would be a great rotation player is he can, he's a lob threat and he can, and he can protect the rim at a high level. Okay. If that was the case, he would be in Dallas still and he would be a rotation player for them because Dallas had a god awful defense last year. I mean, duh. I mean, Kyrie and Lucas sure doesn't help. But if you have a great rim protector, which is some comments I've gotten, 
then it doesn't really matter because they're going to take things away from the rim. And your defense isn't a bottom five defense. And team shot better at the rim. It was like plus maybe about a 1% better at the rim when JaVale McGee was there. Um, and again, if you want a rim protector, Bismack Biombo is a better rim protector than JaVale McGee at this current stage. Team shot 14% less for some weird reason at the rim last year during the regular season uh, when Bismack was there as the rim protector as opposed to others, like the AD stat. Right. Great stat for, for Bismack. Absolutely. Um, if you want finishing, okay, well, oh, he's a better finisher than like, he's the best finisher available. Him and Bismack were also very similar finishers. They were both were like 72% the rim last year. So there's better younger guys at the things that JaVale does. And one final point that you brilliantly pointed out on Twitter earlier today, Trevor, uh, at Trevor underscore lane was nice that, point. yeah, for sure. Um, that the Lakers have talked about skill set versatility, and there's a lot of skill set duplication. If these things that we are saying, JaVale McGee is still good at, which I don't think is the case, um, is what he's good at. Because you have Jackson Hayes, who's a seven foot big. He's a little bit more mobile, sure, than JaVale McGee, but he's a freak athlete that could offer some size in, in terms of rim protection. I don't think the Lakers want to duplicate Jackson Hayes. I think the Lakers want potentially an Usman Garuba, which is why I think that would make a ton of sense. A Christian Wood to a certain extent where you get mm-hmm. a true stretch five. Um, and then again, if you were to go, the let's go get another rim protector lob threat guy. Bismack's the best guy available. So if you want just to get super, super switchy and get the most versatility possible, Usman Garuba. You want the best player available, which I mean, you should want the best player available, but that's Christian Wood. You want a rim protecting lob threat that's Bismack Biombo. Those are the best players in each of those skill sets. And if you don't like any of those guys, I truly think just stick with Colin Castleton. I don't think that's the case. What's going to happen? Um, but yeah, I just I'm not a fan of bringing Javale in if it's for actual rotation minutes, personally. And sorry for the long winded answer. And no, no, no. You made you made a lot of sense there and hit a lot of good points as far as why. JaVale shouldn't be the top of the list. And the problem is nostalgia, and this is just human nature, nostalgia is a very powerful thing. So we think back to 2020, we think back to, I I almost want to say a better time, but with what was going on in the world, 2020 was not a better time. (laughs) But You can only say that in sports. Right, exactly. But the the Lakers won a championship, so it was a better time in that sense. Um, So we think back to that, and we know that Anthony Davis at the center position, a lot of people, you know, they're still a little queasy about that. And We'd like to see AD have the opportunity to play the four. The last guy that AD really got to play, well, I guess he did it with Marcus Saul, but JaVale was the guy that he really had success doing it with, and Dwight Howard as well. And so there's that, you know, knee-jerk reaction of, well, it worked with JaVale before, let's do it again. But I think there's three really big red flags here, specifically coming from the Mavs side. Even if we ignore all the stuff that you're saying from the Lakers side, I think, and I think you're absolutely right, but the Mavs are telling us things here that we need to pay attention to. Hmm. And this doesn't feel good because I would love to say, go get JaVale now, bring him home. But three things. Number one, the Mavs are right now looking for a center. Looking for like that's this is a red flag with Christian Wood, too. The Mavs are looking for a center and they're saying, No, thanks, Christian Wood. We saw we we got one year was enough. We'll see you later. They're doing the same thing with JaVale. They need his position and they're moving on from him. That that's a pretty big red flag. Like if if you it would be one thing if they have 
eight centers that they really love and and just hey it's just a minutes thing or whatever they're looking for a center who could do the things javale could do and they say he can't do them he's not the Probably guy one click capella yeah and that's right. why they traded for rashawn holmes and drafted Derek lively on draft night exactly exactly so that's red flag number one red flag number two the Mavs are going to pay JaVale McGee to play basketball against them. That's how bad, like, they believed in him so much that they gave him a three-year contract. At 34 years old, Such they gave him a three-year contract. And JaVale, a lot of his game has been based on athleticism, and you knew that was going to wane at some point. And the Mavs are going to now make the decision, after having him for just a year, he played in 42 games, and they're deciding that they would rather pay him to play basketball against them than have him on their team. That's significant. They're also saying we would rather have dead money on our books than have JaVale on our team. Uh, an open roster spot is more valuable to us than having JaVale and not having to pay dead money sitting on the books for the next five years. That's the other choice they're making. And lastly, the final red flag, and maybe the biggest, Jason Kidd is the coach of the Mavs. Jason Kidd, <laughs> former Lakers assistant, who won a championship that. with the Lakers. If anybody knows how to get the best out of JaVale McGee, it's Jason Kidd. And with Jason Kidd as the head coach of the Mavs, JaVale played in 42 games and averaged just over eight minutes per game. He could not get on the floor with the coach who probably has the best shot out of just about anybody, aside from maybe Frank Vogel, I guess, of getting the best out of him. Those are three red flags that are coming from the Maverick side of things that I think we need to pay a lot of attention to. As, it, as much as it pains me to say, I agree with you, Sean. I think there are better options out there. If all those other options are exhausted, I would love JaVale as a mentor for Jackson Hayes, because that's kind of what you yeah. want Jackson Hayes to do. Bring him in to be that guy in the locker room. Bring him in to show Jackson Hayes how to be a JaVale McGee-esque player, to defend the rim, roll hard to the basket, catch and finish lobs, all the intricacies of that, all the nuance, great. But if you need somebody to play minutes, I think you got to look elsewhere. Yeah, and, and that's where I'm at. I don't want to come off as a JaVale hater, Yeah, but... If you're asking him to actually play, I don't know, 40 to 50 nights a year, then I, I don't feel great about that. If you're asking him, hey, JaVale, your primary job is to be Jared Dudley, be a great locker room leader, good teammate, and we'll play you, and you'll probably play like 15 to 20 nights a year. Garbage time and like, I don't know, yep. just emergency backup. Mm -hmm. Sure. But I think the Lakers with the 14th roster spot, which has been the whole thing this entire time, I think they want somebody that could contribute. And I'm not going to be like super down on it because I, I do trust the Lakers front office. Like if they did it, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt personally. Mm -hmm. But right now I'm just not super, super thrilled with the idea of bringing JaVale in to play major minutes or, you know, getting minutes if he hits the market i'm all for bring him in and see where he's at they did it with white they he wanted to get a look at him yeah bring him bring him in give him a workout see where's and and you know what 
Maybe he was just a little off last season or something. I, I really hope that. I just think it's unlikely. I think the Mavs, what they're doing tells us otherwise. But leave no stone unturned. Bring him in. Find out. I would be as happy as can be if I could say I was totally wrong and JaVale is great for yeah. the Lakers and he's going to be a piece for them moving forward. He's going to be a guy that can play rotation minutes for them this season. I just don't see that as a realistic option. Man, I really hope I'm wrong, Sean. I really hope I, I don't think I am, but I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah, that'd be a really fun story. Yes, it absolutely would be. All right, more news. <laughs> One of the things that happens in Team USA, yes, they play basketball. Yes, it's been a lot of fun watching them play. Um, Austin Reeves has been doing a fantastic job uh, with Team USA, proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that he more than belongs all the haters out there who said he did not belong on Team USA. No, no, no. He's proving that he more than belongs, that he's actually one of the better players on Team USA and maybe one of the more important players on the squad as well. But Team USA is about more than just bringing together some of the best players in the NBA. One of the side effects of doing this has been the formation of super teams. It's been a recruiting opportunity. Why? Because these very talented players get together. They have a great time spending their summer together. And the thought pops up in their head, naturally, hey, this is fun. Wouldn't it be fun if we could also play together during the NBA season? That's how the big three Miami Heat came together. After all, Team USA is the breeding ground for super teams. And Austin Reeves, according to Jovan Buha's latest piece in The Athletic, is already becoming good buddies with some of these guys. Sean, is this just a matter of time before Austin recruits somebody that Jovan's piece mentions Mikhail Bridges to uh, to come join up with the Lakers. If Austin Reeves, he's already on like pound for pound, the top five to 10 contract in the NBA. Uh -huh. Imagine he does that. And uh, I think I might've said on the last pod, Austin Reeves, you bring him a Kel Bridges or Tyrese Halliburton. I will, I will build your statue myself. Yeah. You know what? Go ahead. Come on, Austin. Make me fly out to LA and, and get to work on your statue. If I mean, if, if suddenly Austin Reeves becomes Chandler Parsons, like he stays Austin Reeves on the court, but he becomes Chandler Parsons as a recruiter off the court. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be fantastic. Now, Mikhail Bridges, you mentioned Tyrese Halliburton as well. These guys are on big money contracts with their, with their yeah. clubs. It's unlikely. But, you know, this is just file it away. Because two years from now, you, you never know. The NBA... Halliburton it, gets disgruntled. And... Exactly. Things change so fast in this league so fast so file this away who austin is playing with right now on team usa because the next iteration of the lakers i'm talking about a post lebron era it wouldn't shock me if austin pushes for one of these guys to wind up in purple and gold somehow some way wouldn't surprise me wouldn't surprise and you know the lakers are gonna, gonna go looking for another player to add to the mix wouldn't surprise me at all if it winds up being somebody from Team USA right now. And I know most Lakers fans are probably saying, go get Anthony Edwards. He's been absolutely fantastic. But he's so good. But this is this is a real thing, right? Where players form relationships here with Team USA. Austin is a Laker for at least the next three seasons. And then he has a player option. He's talked about wanting to stay with the Lakers. This could be the start of years from now. We may be saying this is where it started in getting player X 
to LA. Yeah, that it's gonna be so fun to watch that unfold. The interesting part is, I forget this is a quote like Austin said on an interview or something, or this is from the Yova article. But wasn't there something where Austin is specific with the word or the wording is specific? It's like I enjoy playing with some of the guys at Team USA or whatever. I'm like, who does who, who is it that got on Austin Reeves' bad side? That's why I want to know. Probably is that Jaylen what he, is is that what he said? He said he enjoys playing well, but he's also I'm got joking. a reputation for being the guy to crack jokes and and kind of yeah. be have that dry sense of humor. So um yeah i could i could see that in fact that's what walker kessler said about him that he has a very dry sense of humor um so yeah yeah here it is um he said i can't speak of, of that he said while laughing but i like some of the guys we're playing with so yeah I'd, i that's the dry sense of humor coming into play i don't think that's him saying well i like everybody except i really don't like this guy that's i don't i, re- I don't take that as being serious I really can't stand that Apollo guy. You know, these rookies nowadays. <laughs> Who would be the guy that he doesn't like playing with on Team USA? These guys are all fantastic. Yeah. You know, Brunson? Fantastic. I don't know. <laughs> what did Brunson do? I don't know. You just naming somebody? Just naming. <laughs> oh, but Austin, uh, potentially recruiting for the Lakers. Something to keep an eye on. All right. Last uh, bit we've got for today. We'll do a bit of a shorter show here today, but Anthony Davis. Uh, Kevin Garnett had some comments recently about how he believes Anthony Davis should be the MVP of the NBA this next season. He's always held Anthony Davis in very high regard, set a very high standard for him. Um, What do you think here about the idea of Anthony Davis? I mean, that'd be great, but how realistic is this for Anthony Davis to win MVP? Um, I don't think it's that really realistic. I really don't care. Um, it'd be fun. I I guess I'm really more concerned with can AD be at an MVP caliber level. Mm-hmm. Similarly to what we talk about, like for example, we when we discussed Austin Reeves peak or whatever, right? Sure. He said all star caliber, where he might not win it, or Anthony Davis in his example, MVP caliber. He might not win it. If anything, I probably would bank on it not happening, but he puts up MVP caliber production. He's still the best defensive player on the planet, but there is enough there come playoff time where it really matters most. You're like, okay, cool. This is where Anthony Davis can really see. See voters, you idiots. Like you didn't vote me MVP like you did last year on the defensive end. Like, come on dog. He's, he's the best defensive player on the planet who gives you 25 points a night, fairly consistently while also having a career high in efficiency career high rebounding numbers if i recall correctly mm-hmm. like it, it, i i don't really care i don't know if he really cares if it he's the mvp but if he can give you mvp caliber production which i think is what matters the lakers are in really really good shape if we turned off injuries turned off fatigue everybody's fully healthy the entire season ad is in the mvp conversation right yeah because i think the lakers would be good enough mm-hmm. a for him to be there yeah. Um, I think it'd probably be like him, Giannis, Luca. Uh, I don't know if the Mavs team's gonna be good enough. Him, I mean, Giannis. They'll probably be the two front runners, honestly. Because I think voter fatigue is, is really starting to sink in, I think, with Jokic. And Embiid. I, I, I don't think Embiid gets it. <laughs> Embiid has to wait his turn for a minute. I mean, Embiid Embiid just gets so because he just had a turn, now he's gotta he moves he moves back a bit. It could be. Um when I look at this, 
I think there's a few things working against Anthony Davis potentially winning. I think that his his ceiling is there, is is MVP caliber. Yeah. But there's a few things working against this. And the first thing is the 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 rule in the new CBA that to be eligible yeah. for these awards, you have to play 65 games. Right. I don't know if it's even in the Lakers' best interest for him to play, like, say, 70 games or something like that. If the goal is to win a championship and you want him to be as healthy as possible for the postseason, I don't know if him playing in a ton of games is the best thing. Um, and I also think that it's not a great bet that he's going to play in more than 65 games, period. But So that is a big drawback. The other thing, though, is when you look at the MVP award and you look at these, these kind of individual awards, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It, it just falls under this kind of general perception we have of, of NBA basketball where we tend to lean, we put more value, more weight on the offensive end of the floor. Let's face it, the guys that, the guys that we consider to be the demigods are the guys who go drop 30 every single night. The guys who have the ball in their hands at crunch time and are crossing over their defender multiple times and, and dunking on everybody's head, those are the guys that get the most publicity. Those are the guys that are going to get in all the highlight reels. Those are the guys that are going to be on ESPN. They're going to get the attention. The guys who thrive on defense are not going to get as much attention. They're not going to get as much buzz as the offensive guys. And I, I don't think that's necessarily the way it should be. But I understand why it is. It's a lot easier to make a highlight reel of a guy, you know, jumping up and putting his entire forearm through the basket than it is a guy who makes the correct defensive rotation, slides multiple times in front of his defender and forces a kickout pass. So AD, where he excels, where he's truly brilliant on a night in, night out basis, is not weighted as heavily as where he is inconsistent. He is excellent every night defensively offensively he's not and i think that puts him at a disadvantage with awards like this yeah and i think that's gonna be like you just said there trevor that's gonna be the biggest thing not even talking about health because i think a lot of the guys nowadays are gonna miss games mm -hmm. um which is 
also partially why I think the injury thing is kind of stupid. Neither here nor there. Um, but I, and that's why I personally argue that LeBron, not to get into this because it's actually kind of toxic for some real reason, considering they're on the same team. That's why I think LeBron's still currently the Lakers' best player mm-hmm. right now. Because I, th- I just think I trust LeBron more in terms of what he is, um, if that makes sense. Because I, I just think offensively with Anthony Davis, there is a lot more variance in terms of what you're going to get from AD. Whereas LeBron, especially playoff LeBron last year, you're going to get good defense in a different role, obviously, in terms of what LeBron was his prime defensively. But like legitimately almost every night about 25 points, maybe seven, 10 assists or whatever. Right. And you're just going to get super solid, consistent LeBron mm-hmm. plus good defense. Whereas AD, you're going to get almost elite defense every single night. It's just, are you going to get 25 point AD? Are you going to get 40 point AD? Are you going to get 13.7 rebound Anthony Davis? Now that doesn't happen a ton. It's actually quite rare, but it happens just enough to where that's honestly your only big knocking point that you can have between like him and a Jokic, honestly. Say Jokic is just super, super consistent. Or like a, even if you mm-hmm. want to go into an Embiid AD conversation, which I'm not trying to dive into, but if AD can just be a lot more consistent offensively, I, I, I think I'm completely content with AD's game. That's really my one big like, gripe with ad it's just like the there's just enough of the bad ad games where you're like okay you take out these 12 ad games you're a top four player on the planet so that's the only thing so you mentioned the lakers standings the lakers will be high enough up in the standings for ad to get consideration and i think that's a really good point because we look at the lakers last season anthony davis wasn't getting much buzz for awards in part because the you know the injuries, of course that's going to be a factor, but also because the Lakers were you know they're they're making this huge push just to get to you know the the seven C right the eight C they're they're trying to get into the just the play in tournament um, for much of the season they're not getting much buzz for MVP or any of that kind of stuff. This season that'll change, and I'll tell you what, I think instead of MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. That that yep. is that is the achievable goal here. MVP, I think, he has the talent to do it. I don't think because of the context, because of the stuff we've been talking about, he actually gets that. But defensive player of the year, and let me tell you this, Sean, I think it would be a damn shame if a defender the caliber of AD, look, we saw him in the Grizzlies series go head to head with the reigning defensive player of the year, who played less minutes than Anthony Davis did. Spent a good chunk of the season injured, played less minutes than that AD should did. Be, that should be the category is minutes. Right. It should be, but but it's not. But regardless, <sighs> Anthony Davis was in a different level, a different tier than Jaron Jackson Jr. It was plain as day that Jaron Jackson Jr. and he's I like Jaron Jackson Jr. a lot. My God, Jaren if you could put crapping on Jaron Jackson Jr. No, right? <laughs> he's great. Could you imagine the devastation of a team that had both AD and Jaron Jackson Jr.? Put the oh, two of them look. together. Oh my goodness. Austin Reeves, get to the recruiting. Let's go. Good but, luck but Anthony Davis is a completely different level than the dude who just won Defensive Player of the Year. Given how talented he is as a defender, it would be a shame if his career were to go by and he not win the award 
even once. And I get it, injuries are a factor, and they've prevented that from happening for a number of years due to this. I think there's years that you can argue he should have won it. I think it's a realistic goal for this year. The question is, can you get him to play 66 games, 67 games maybe? Just, just get over that 65-game mark. If you can do that, I think Defensive Player of the Year is very much in play for Anthony Davis. But again, that's why the game thing is stupid because, oh, I'm at 64 games. Here, I'm going to I'm gonna play the first quarter and then sit well, the rest of the game. It's 20 minutes. You have to play 20 minutes for a game to count. I'll play the first half. You have to play 20 minutes. Yeah, because the NBA doesn't want somebody to just sub in, you know, come in for the opening tip and then sub out immediately or anything like that. But, well, but they like, also have a little bit of leeway there, you know, if you have legit injuries and stuff. But still, yes, it, it does. I understand they don't want players load managing constantly and and the nba felt like they had to do something right but this felt like a kind of weird way to try to solve the issue yeah i mean like if you look at a lot of the qualifiers for advanced metrics it's either a thousand minutes or 1500 minutes like just set to be you know be able to qualify for a defensive player of the year or any of these awards you got to play 1700 minutes or 1500 minutes one mm-hmm. well, like 80 played 1900 minutes last year so like but yeah, I don't know. It's it's very very strange. Um, but yeah, it's he's legitimately one of the five to ten, and I'm always giving myself that much leeway because I don't have the list off the top of my head. But he's legitimately one of the five to ten best defensive players we have seen in the past like twenty to twenty five years. Um, and for a guy of that caliber to not have a defensive player of the year, it's kind of irritating and it's mm-hmm. gonna i really hope he doesn't end up like tim duncan because tim duncan's also another guy like how do you not win depoy right right um but yeah 80 get defensive player of the year man because he freaking deserves it best defensive player on the planet it's not particularly close he is unreal with his ability to defend everywhere on the floor and so certainly i think that is that should be the goal for anthony and the mvp thing i get it kg Got a lot of respect for AD, and, and he sets a high bar for him and all that. Maybe the talent's there. I think Defensive Player of the Year is the realistic goal for Anthony Davis. All right. That's about it for today's show. Remember, go vote over on the YouTube channel. Let me check in here, see where we're, where we're at right now. Uh, pick what game we're going to watch Thursday night, 8 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, right now. Right now, yeah. Lakers Nuggets game one of 2009 is winning with 45% of the vote. That's a pretty decent lead, but game two with the Anthony Davis buzzer beater is sitting right about at 30% of the vote. So we'll see as we get closer how this all plays out. But nonetheless, go vote over on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel in the community section. Pick the game that we're going to watch Thursday and then come hang out with us 8 o'clock Pacific time. Playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. And of course... Shoot me an email, Trevor at mediumlargela.com. If you want to join us for some fantasy football, we'll do a little Lakers prize for the winner. We'll have some fun, stream the draft live. It's going to be a good time. Sean pointing to himself because he's very confident that he this year is going to take the throne away from me and he is going to become the champion of this league. Who will step up and stop Sean? Nobody, like, because I'm a future teller. I already, I already know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm gonna win. Know. Gonna go 15 and two. No, how many weeks is it? 13. I'm gonna go 11 and two, and then 
win every playoff goal. Duh, you have to win every playoff. Just end the end the podcast over. I've got a, a humble brag here before I end it. Uh, I have a team, I have a, a dynasty team that I thought was really, really good. I went 0-3 the first three weeks of the season last year. And you traded everybody? No. And then I didn't lose again after that. That's I, sw- I swept the entire rest of the season. I'm proud of you. That's How crazy dynasty. is that? To lo- lose three in a row to start the year, not make any changes to my team, and then sweep the entire rest of the season. Were they all like super close games? No, the, the three, oh, the, the, the first, first three? three. Yeah, there were some close ones, and I and I caught some blow up opponents where they just kind of went nuts, and and oh. yeah, it was crazy. It was just bizarre. But but anyway, I, that's that's my you know good job for making the right decision. I guess yeah. for for staying the course, right? For staying the course and yeah, going, and going with the flow. If you lost the fourth week, you probably would have had makes. I probably, I there. yeah, I was I was at my wits. I was tilting. I was tilting yeah. big time, and uh, fortunately, I won that fourth week, and then. Uh, it got rolling from there, but but we'll see who can win in fantasy football uh, when we do our listener league. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us again. Make sure you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications as well. Hit that like button on the video. Get it out to as many people as we can. And then over on the podcast side, it's that five star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Great way to help out the show. Thank you, real ones, for watching here in August. Till next time, see ya, and stay safe. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.